You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. Uh, is so true, and it wasn't just for salvation uh, that his blood washes. Uh, all of our sins were in the future when Christ died on the cross. The ones that we have yet to commit, and he is a God who is forgiving and I'm thankful for that. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. And so thank you for that. All right, keep your Bibles out. Romans chapter 15 and one verse this morning. Romans chapter 15 and a lot of, a lot of truth tied up in this one verse. Look with me again. Verse number 13. Now the God of hope fill you, we could stop right there, all right? The God of hope, uh, hear that, uh, those, those words, the God of hope, what a, what a blessing that that is. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. You know what? The Lord wants us to abound. He wants us to abound. He does not want us to exist. Okay? He does not want us to survive. I'm hanging on. You know what? There are times when we are in that place that having done all to stand, stand therefore. There are times in life where we're doing everything we can just to keep on, just to maintain. But nobody enjoys being in that place. God doesn't want us to stay in that place. And he is the God of hope. What a, what a statement that that is, the God of hope. Now, when we think about hope, we think about, well, you know, it's just something that you wish happened. Hope in the Bible is different than just a wish, okay? There is a confidence in what will be, okay? And so you can tie uh, hope and faith. They are tied together. They're not the same word, uh, but they are very closely related. And so here, the God of hope, what a statement, what a situation that that puts us in. We have a God who gives us hope. That means that we are not without hope. That means that we are never hopeless. That means our situation is never hopeless. Come on, get, you paying attention here? All right, have you ever felt a little hopeless? Have you ever felt like there was no hope? Absolutely, everybody does. And unfortunately, we'll find ourselves there again. But the reality is we have to see that we have a God of hope. Uh, so the statement, that situation, uh, the circumstances of life does not mean that God is not a God of hope. We, can't, we cannot base our life on circumstances. You know, some people... We look at the circumstances 
the situations that they go through, and it's overwhelming. And we think, how can, how can they go on? Let me tell you how they can go on, because there's a God of hope. Our circumstances as a believer, though they impact us, they should not control us. Amen? All right. So are we, are we awake this morning? All right. Boy, you better start engaging. Otherwise, I'm going to have to just keep backing up and starting over. And, and we'll get you out sometime before 2 o'clock, uh, around 2 o'clock. No, I won't do that. Uh, but no matter where we are this morning and no matter what our situation is, we have a God of hope. We have a God of hope. And, and not only is he a God of hope, he's the God of all hope. Uh, and so that word hope in the Bible is a Greek word, uh, elpidos. And, and with that, uh, it is a noun. It is not a action verb. It is not a verb where we have to do anything about it. It is a state of being, the God of hope hope. Uh, it, is, it is a condition. It is a, it is a uh, noun. Uh, the, the, the word here literally translates uh, hope feeling. Now, wait a second. We always remove feeling from faith because feelings so often will trump truth. And we can't trust just our emotions and our feelings, but our emotions and our feelings, they are God-given. They are God-given and they are given to us so we can, so we know uh, we are able to experience the life he has given to us. And so emotions are a part. Uh, so uh, it is a feeling. It translates the general feeling that some desire will be fulfilled. So when we talk about the God of hope, what we, we are talking about is the God who has a plan, who has made promises, and we can have hope that knowing that those promises are going to be fulfilled. God is going to keep his promises. And so we should have that hope in God's promises. So now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. And this morning I want to speak to you on the subject, the feelings of faith. The feelings of faith. Father, I pray that you'd help us this morning. Thank you for this group of people. Lord, I love them, and I want them to be able to enjoy the blessings that you have offered to all of us. And I pray that you would help us to, uh, to be able to see and to sense your will in our lives. And uh, may we uh, bring our, our emotions, our feelings, Lord, may we bring them in line with the truth of your word and, and that we may abound in hope. And so I pray that you'd help us, please, for Christ's sake. Amen. Though we have to be careful in trusting our emotions and our feelings, our feelings are God-given, and our emotions are tools that help us understand this experience of life. 
There are some experiences in life that I would rather not experience again. There are some feelings that we have in life that we would rather never have to deal with. But the reality is that it's through the feelings that we have that we can truly enjoy love. Wouldn't it be empty just for somebody to say they love you but no expression? For God to love the world but for you not to sense his love for you. Let me tell you something this morning. God loves you. Jesus, the Savior of the world, he loves you. Not only does he love you, uh, he died for you, but he loves you in such a way that he wants you to be able to experience all that he has. He has promised us so much. You know, we have a God that answers prayer. He does. But so many things that he has prepared for us, we don't ever get. You know why? Because we don't pray. You hear about somebody else praying and getting a prayer answered, and it's like, well, God never answers my prayers. Well, first of all, you got to pray first. And that prayer can't just be a casual prayer or a flippant prayer. Though sometimes the Lord does answer those prayers. But, but here there's feelings. There's feelings that we can enjoy uh, to be able to enjoy a life, love and joy and peace. Uh, the feelings of anger, they, they, they guide us in life. Disappointment hurt, fear, pain. And with those different feelings, those feelings also help guide our direction. Have you ever done something and later said, not going to do that again? Why? Because maybe conviction, maybe embarrassment, maybe guilt. Maybe there was something that, a hurt that was created and you, you learn from that. What happens? Now that, that, that emotion, that feeling helps guide. Now, what we have to learn how to do is to bring our feelings into submission to the truth of God's word. Because we don't always feel what is true. We don't always feel what is right. Uh, so, so with that, uh, the, the uh, uh, life that God has given us, it's full of blessings, but it's also filled with disappointments. And sometimes the failures are ours and maybe it's failures are of someone else that we love. Yet our feelings can still uh, uh, be impacted and those feelings then are a tool to help guide us. So the feelings of faith. If all we did was trust our feelings, we'd get ourselves into a mess. If we just trusted how we felt, man, we'd be, we'd be in trouble. Sometimes I'll wake up and I am upset. 
And I don't know why. But if I live my life according just to how I feel, man, I'm going to be a mess. Sometimes you wake up and you're discouraged. Sometimes you wake up grumpy. Other times you let her sleep. But regardless, our, our, uh, our, our emotions, these feelings, uh, our feelings need to be tied to our faith. And so this morning, we're going to look at that. Several observations. First of all, I want you to see hope. Hope. So important. We've got to grab a hold of this thing called hope. God is a God of hope. He is a God of hope. And we can have confidence in his word. We can have confidence in his character. We can have confidence in his truth, what he has revealed to us. Uh, And he is uh, the God of hope. You know, for the believer, it gets better from here. If you're a child of God and the Lord is your savior, when you die and you take your last breath here, it gets better. I mean, you're going to take your last breath here and your next breath is going to be in the presence of God. What a blessing. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, the Bible tells us. And the Bible tells us that as a believer, that he gives unto us eternal life. You know what that means? That we go from life to life. We don't go from life to death. This body, this earthly tabernacle, it is going to die. And it is going to return to dust. But me, as a believer, my soul, I am going to go from here to heaven. Why? Because because of what God has given to us. And and we have a God of hope. No matter what happens down here on this earth, uh, there is hope. It gets better from here. It gets better from here. And we have to realize that, keep our eyes on that. Otherwise, we can just start looking at problems. How many of you have a problem this morning? All right, you guys, the other ones are, you have a problem with lying, all right? And so everybody has problems. Everybody deals with things in life. And uh, so, so here we have problems, but if we're not careful, we can start focusing on what is not right. We can focus on what is broken. We can focus on the things that we don't like in our life. Uh, But as a believer, we've got to keep our focus on Christ. Uh, He is the God of hope. And that God of hope wants us to abound in hope. He wants us to abound in hope. You know, as a believer, you should look like you have joy in your life. Come on now. Put a smile on your face. If you're saved, if you are a child of God, that joy that is on the inside, it ought to come out. You've heard the story about the little girl. Uh, She was sitting in the living room. Her dad was was, uh, reading the newspaper. Uh, Now they don't read newspapers anymore. It's all on their tablets. Uh, But uh, anyway, it was reading the newspaper, and the little girl was sitting there, and she started uh, singing. Uh, She's sitting in her rocking chair. Jesus loves me, this I know. And as she's singing, uh, it was starting to irritate Dad. And Dad said, honey, I'm trying to read the newspaper. Uh, You need to quit, quit uh, quit making noise. And... And she'd stop and she'd just keep on singing. 
are sitting there and she's rocking. And then all of a sudden again, Jesus loves me, this I know. And she keeps on singing. And dad looks over, honey, I, I already asked you, quit, quit singing. And she stops and she just keeps on rocking. Jesus loves me, this. She said, honey, I told you, quit singing. She said, daddy, I'm sorry, it just comes out. You know what? The joy of the Lord should just come out. It should not be manufactured. We shouldn't have to try to manufacture joy. Why? Because we have a God of hope. And the God of hope, he wants to fill us with some things. But he is a God of hope. And if you are saved, uh, there's a place called heaven that we can look forward to. What does that do? That gives us hope. That gives us hope. Uh, John 14 and verse number one, the Bible says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am there, you may be also. You know what that does? That gives us hope. He he has not only gone on before, not only did he pay my sin debt, he's preparing a place for me. What a blessing that that is. Those that are battling with cancer this morning, let me tell you something, there's hope. There's hope. We have people this morning that have, have cancer and uh, pancreatic, or we have uh, leukemia, blood cancer, and we have bone cancer, and we have other people that have different skin cancers and, uh, and prostate cancer, and all kinds of different health issues that are, that are going on in people's lives. And let me tell you something, no matter what that health situation is, there is a God of hope. There's a God of hope those that are dealing with other health issues, and so many people are. There's a God of hope. God is a God of hope. He said, well, pastor, I don't know that I'm going to be cured. You are going to be cured one day forever. You know, for the believer... God, God might heal, and sometimes he chooses to heal. And sometimes he chooses to heal somebody of a sickness and of an infirmity. And that is a blessing. But let me tell you, uh, there is still a everybody, whether they are healed or not, they're coming to a day when they're going to die. You know what? Lazarus, though he, was ri- he raised from the dead, he still died. The sick that Jesus healed, there was still a process that came in their life where they still came to the end of that life and they died. What is, you say, Pastor, what are you trying to do? I'm just trying to tell you, no matter what the circumstance is down here, no matter what the end result is down here, there is hope. That hope, that hope comes uh, in the Lord Jesus Christ and uh, our God. He is a God uh, of hope. Uh, Those who are up in years, realizing that those days are numbered. When I turned 50, I went through and I figured out how many days I had left. If I lived to three score and ten. I heard about a pastor that took and he bought a big jar and he filled it with marbles. And he put a marble in for 
all of the days from what his age was until he turned 70. And every day, he would pull out a marble. It's a little morbid, isn't it? And we know some people live older than that. We have people that are in their 80s. We have people in their 90s. We have Brother Ludwig, 169. He's watching online. But, but with that, you know, we don't know when our life is going to end. But what we do know that our life is going to come to an end. But there's hope. There's hope. You can have hope in your life no matter where you are. No matter what situation you are in. Because the hope is not based on you. The hope is based not on who you are. The hope is based on who God is. He is the God of all hope. He is the one that we can trust. Uh, The Lord that saved you is the same Lord that has a place prepared for you. The songwriter, uh, Alvin Pleasant Carter, he put it this way, this world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. They're all expecting me, and that's one thing I know. My Savior pardoned me, and now I onward go. I know he'll take me through, though I am weak and poor, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. I have a loving Savior up in glory land. I don't expect to stop until I with him stand. He's waiting now for me in heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Just up in glory land, we'll live eternally. Uh, and the saints on every hand are shouting victory. The songs of sweetest praise drift back from heaven's shore, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Every situation is isn't filled with hope, but our God is a God of hope. We've got to get our eyes off the circumstances and our eyes on the Savior. He is the God of hope. I think about a few men in the Bible that, have, that went through some things. I think about Noah. You think about Noah. Take your Bibles if you've got it. Go to Hebrews chapter 11. In Hebrews 11, we find uh, an account. Uh, we have, we have uh, uh, Noah being, being listed in the hall of faith. And in this hall of faith, God outlines some things that we, he wants us to know uh, about, uh, about Noah. Go to Hebrews 11 and verse number six. The Bible says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. You know what we find out? Noah believed God. He believed God. 
He, he trusted God. Uh, his trust was in God. And because of his trust and his belief in God, you know what he did? Uh, he moved with fear. He allowed the, uh, the, the, the truth of God's word to cause him to be obedient and to follow. Uh, I'm sure he got up some of those days and was not too, too excited about going and building that ark. I'm sure that there were days that he was discouraged. I'm sure that the mocking of those around him were there, and it was very discouraging. Noah, what are you doing? What a crazy preacher. He's building something for something called rain. And it had not rained yet. The slight that he received the mockery that he received, the work that it took, the resources, the money that he had to come up with. It wasn't like all of a sudden the the logs just showed up on the building site. He had to get them there somehow. And Noah, he went through all of this. uh, But what was he doing? He, He was acting because of his hope. What God said was going to come true. And he acted in accordance to that. Uh, In the days uh, on the ark, the 40 days and nights when it was raining uh, and and mankind had been killed off the face of the earth, uh, the animals other than those that were on the ship, uh, what was it? It was a dark time. Yet he could have hope. I think about Daniel. Daniel 16 or 6 and verse 19, the Bible says, uh, Then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste unto the den of lions. And when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. And the king spake and said to Daniel, O Daniel, the servant of the living God is thy God, whom thou servest continually, able to deliver thee from the lions. Then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. My God has has sent his angel and has shut the, the lion's mouths uh, that they have not hurt me for as much as before him innocency was found in me and also before thee O king have I done no hurt then the king was exceeding glad for him and commanded that they should take up uh, Daniel up out of the den so Daniel was taken up out of the den and no manner of hurt was found upon him because he believed in his God uh, I am sure that Daniel was struggling with hope when they were throwing him into the den alliance. The circumstance that he was facing was not one that any of us would want to choose to be in. Yet his God, the God of hope, came through. God always is there. Think about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Think about these three Hebrew boys. What was it? Uh, They found themselves uh, facing uh, the king. They faced a fiery furnace uh, and they were thrown into the furnace because they were unwilling to deny their faith. Uh, Though the, the opposition was there, they still had hope that God was going to be there in their lives. Uh, Daniel 3, verse 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, 
Nebuchadnezzar. We are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. I love those next three words. But if not. But if not. Be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. You know what? They had hope that God was going to deliver them, but they weren't sure that it was going to turn out well for them. And here these three Hebrew boys, uh, they were picked up, they were bound, they were cast into that fiery furnace, and God delivered them. You know what? The circumstances didn't look too good. But their hope stood strong. They still had hope in God. They had hope uh, that, uh, that uh, God would be there, that trust that was there. The Apostle Paul uh, in the prison of Mamertine, uh, the Mamertine prison in Rome, he sat there in 1 Timothy chapter, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 4, and uh, we see how uh, he was there. And in that situation, uh, he makes the statement that, that uh, Demas had forsaken him and that uh, Alexander the coppersmith had done him much uh, evil. Uh, Nero was going to behead him. He knew that he was going to lose his life. But in verse 6 there, it says that uh, the time of my departure is at hand. Uh, and we see here, he said, I am now ready to be offered. That word offered is a word to be poured out. Like a drink offering was poured out to God. He said, I'm now ready, ready to be offered. He wasn't looking at Nero as one that was going to take his life. He said, I'm freely giving my life. It's an offering to God. He said, I am now ready to be offered and the time of my departure is at hand. That departure, that word there is a word that translates to set sail. You know what he was saying? I'm leaving one shore, and I'm heading to another shore. He was, he was ready. Why? Because he had hope. He had hope. He had hope in God. He had trust in God. So there was hope. Secondly, I want you to see there was joy and peace. Go back to Romans 15 and verse 13, and I'll hasten on this point here. But Romans 15, 13, it says, Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Our abounding in hope is determined on our believing. The God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. God is there with joy and peace. It's available. Yesterday we went out soul winning and uh, telling people about the Lord and knocked on the door of a young man and 
had the opportunity to open up the passage, open up the gospel with him. And I, and I told him, hey, I was, he, he looked like he was probably 17 or 18. And I told him that uh, when I was 14 years old, somebody told me how I could know for sure that when I died, I was going to heaven. A little bit later, I asked him, so how old are you? And he said, I'm 14. And he trusted Christ as his savior. You know, the God of hope, that same God that saves is the same God that wants to give us hope. And you and I, just as the, the gift of salvation is offered to us and we have an opportunity to receive it or reject it, God won't force it on anybody. And God's not going to force you to have joy. And if you have joy, it's not just going to be some magical thing that happens. We see that joy is something that God wants us to have. And it says the God of hope fill you with, with joy, with all joy and peace. What are those next two words? In believing. Let's say those together. You ready? In believing. That word believe is the Greek word pastuo. It's the same word. The same word. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. The same word to entrust one's spiritual well-being. It is the word to, to believe, to trust. Uh, and here, God says, listen, I want you to have joy and I want you to have peace, but it's in believing. If we don't believe God, we're not going to have joy. If we're not going to believe God, we're not going to have that peace. That peace that passes all understanding. You know how we can have that peace that passes understanding? Because we trust God. We trust him. It's tied up in our faith. You see, these feelings of faith, that joy, it is a noun as well. It is a state of being. It is not an action, but it is a feeling. Uh, we look at uh, the word peace there. It is not a verb either. It is a state of being. It is a noun. And that word there is for us to have that state of being. But that state of being is based on our belief in who the God of hope is. And when we have faith in the God of hope, we're okay. Everything's all right in my father's house. Why? Why? Because we have trust. We have faith. Those are refreshing words. You think about joy and you think about peace. Those are just uplifting words. You just think about having joy and yes, you start talking about joy how can you not smile when you're talking about joy? I'm watching some of you, I'm talking about joy and you're just, you're starting to light up. It's, you, you just see and sense that greatness of, of the joy that God can, can give to us and that we can possess and that we can have, but it is tied to our faith and the feelings that we want are tied to our faith. And our faith has to be placed appropriately. Do you know everybody lives by faith? Just not in the same faith, in the same person. 
Some people live by faith and their faith is completely in them. What I can do, what I have done, what I can accomplish. Maybe their faith is in science. Boy, if COVID didn't cause you to throw that one out the window. My, but we all, we all live by faith. We live by faith every day. You know, when you came in this morning, I did not see one person stop and look at the chair, pull it out, look at the welds, see who the maker was. You just said, you know what? That chair is designed to be sat in and I'm going to trust it. And you sat down. I'm going to leave that one alone. <laughs> I, I have been places where a chair was not sturdy and somebody sat down. And it wasn't even somebody that was a big person. They sat down and that chair just came apart. Uh, and it's funny, once you know that everybody's okay, uh, first it's, oh no, you okay? And then it's just funny. Uh, the, the chair exploded. Uh, but uh, uh, anyway, we put faith our faith. And you and I, God wants us to have joy. He wants to fill us with joy. All joy. He wants, to, he wants us to have peace. Let me ask you a question this morning. How's your joy? Pastor, right now, I just don't I don't have much joy. How's your peace? My peace is not there. I'm having problems sleeping. I'm having problems focusing. I, I, I just don't have peace in my soul. I am in unrest. Let me tell you, it is tied to our faith. It's tied to our faith. And we've got to keep our eyes on him. Because if our eyes are not on him, our faith Veers. One illustration and I'm done. Had a young man in my youth department when I was a, a youth pastor up in Washington. And it's always a scary thing when teenagers get licenses. You know, it didn't bother me at all until I had kids. And all of a sudden when they were teenagers and they were driving Man, I was so mindful about it. But I was also with our youth, youth uh, being a youth pastor and our teenagers. And uh, we had one of our young men, uh, his name was Donnie. And Donnie was driving mom and dad's car right after he got his license. And as he was driving, there was no cell phones at that point. And so, but they did have CD players. Donnie was driving down the road and he's a good, good kid driving down the road, and as he was driving down the road, he was going to put a CD in, but he dropped it. And doing the same thing that you or I would have done, he reached down to pick it up. He didn't pull over. He didn't stop. He said, oh, he shouldn't have done that. Yeah, you do it. And so he dropped that CD, and he's driving, and he looks down at that CD and then he reaches down to grab it. And you know what? You always go the direction that you are looking. And right into the ditch. 
Now, praise the Lord, he didn't hit a telephone pole and didn't hit somebody else. But there was damage done, totaled the car. You know, in our faith, if we're not looking at the Savior, we don't have joy. We don't have joy. As a pastor, I watch you. And I'm not watching you to judge you. I am watching you to try to sense where you are spiritually. I'm watching your joy. I'm watching your peace. This morning I'm preaching this message. Why? Because I want you to abound in hope. I want you to have that joy. I want you to have that peace. But it is tied to your faith. And it is tied to where you are looking. It is tied to where you, who you are trusting. And if we are not looking at the Savior and we are not trusting him, then we begin to lose that joy. We begin to lose that, that, uh, that peace in our own life. You know, circumstances cannot rob you of your joy. See, joy comes from God. You know, there's a difference between hap happiness and joy. Happiness is a result of happenings. It is completely based on outward stimulus, circumstances. But joy comes from God. And you can have joy, you can have the joy of the Lord, no matter what the circumstances are. Feelings and faith, the feelings of faith. And you and I, we want the joy, we want the peace, and they are available to us, but they're all tied in that little prepositional phrase there, in believing, in believing. It is, it is in, it is tied up in that faith. So let's, let's trust him. The God of hope, let's trust him. What he says will come true. What he promises, he will deliver. The God of hope. So the feelings of faith. Father, I pray that you'd help us this morning. And Lord, you know the needs of each person here. And uh, Lord, maybe uh, we have uh, got our eyes off of you a little bit and we have lost some of our joy. We have lost uh, some of that peace that you have available for us. And I pray that you would help us to just, just uh, come and, and bring our attention back to you. You are the God of hope. You are the one that we have to keep focused on. And so I pray that that would be the case. Maybe there's one here today that does not know you as their personal savior. But whatever the decision is that needs to be made this morning, we come before you asking the spirit of God to work in our hearts. And so bless now in this invitation, please, for Christ's sake we pray. Amen. Let's stand together, heads bowed, eyes closed. If the Lord spoke to your heart this morning, maybe that hope, maybe that joy, maybe that peace is not where it needs to be. And maybe you just need to come to the altar and spend a little bit of time with the Lord. Maybe you're here this morning and you don't know Christ as your personal Savior. Let me encourage you to come and we'll have someone take the Bible and 
show you what God has to say about you going to heaven. Maybe you're here this morning, you've been saved, and you need to follow the Lord in believer's baptism. Maybe you need to join the church. You've been saved, baptized, and this is where God would have you join. You come. Whatever decision you need to make, let's make it today. The feelings of faith. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc, the number four, me.org. May God bless you.